Welcome to this Innovation Forum podcast with me, Ian Welsh. Delighted that joining me today is Alberto Acido, who is one of the co-founders of Biomakers. Welcome to the podcast, Alberto. Yeah, a pleasure. It's for me a, a great opportunity to be with you and share this space with all the audience. Give me a bit of background to yourself, Alberto, and what inspired you to co-found Biomakers? Well, Ian, I'm uh, super passionate about how to interpret DNA. My first stage in the career was to analyze human health and how to use DNA to diagnostic specific diseases and help the people. When we decide to apply this knowledge to the agriculture, we believe that there is a kind of organism that is the earth, is the soil, and we can use the same approach, DNA, to decoding that information to provide a diagnostic and also try to find the right solution. Why? At personal level, my family was growing a long time, and especially for my small village in Spain, many times in summer, we cannot drink water because the excess of nitrogen that they are adding to the field, especially to grow corn. For that reason, for me, is a personal level, um, also for a passionate level to apply technology, uh, start to work in, in agriculture and develop technology in this field. What does Biomakers do? Biomakers is a company that started seven years ago, focused in one direction, try to provide metrics about soil health in order to improve the sustainability in agriculture. Because we understand that in the past 40 years, more than the knowledge applied to the soil, lost the information of the biology. And that loss of information has a big impact into destroy arable soil. FAO metrics say that more than one third of arable soil were destroyed in the last 30 years. And probably it's because that lack of metrics. So a third of soils have been destroyed in the last 30 years? Yeah, that's a horrible metric because, you know, human population is growing. We need soil to grow food. 95% of the food directly or indirectly come from the soil. If we are losing soil, how we can feed the world for the future generations? That's one of the key questions for the future. Do you think that there's a growing realization that soil health is being ignored for too long? Is one of the dimensions of the soil health is ignored. For example, people describe, especially researchers, describe soil health. There is three different dimensions. Physical dimension, that is something that we can measure, texture of the soil, for example. More sandy soil can be less applicable, for example, to agriculture. Chemical properties, nutrients that can feed the plants, but the lack of information was the biology. Maybe because the technology was not ready maybe because the biology was not the focus to grow food in the soil. But now we have the technology and also we can apply that knowledge to decoding that soil indicator. One of the link between soil and humans is we need microbes. Two kilograms of our body are microbes that allow us to feed our system, to digest the food that we are eating every day. The same by the plants. The roots on the plant is the digestive system for them and microbes are needed, and that symbiosis is needed to feed the growth of the plants. Tell us a bit about your B-crop technology then. Well, B-crop technology is about a system, like a standard that we are applying around the world, always in the same way, that have two different dimensions. First, to identify all the microbes that are living in the soil, all the taxa population, but for the other hand, decoding that information to translate that information to a specific soil health indicator. When I'm thinking in soil health indicators using biology, I'm thinking in four different dimensions. First, biodiversity. Biodiversity is key. 
We lost biodiversity. We lost the genetic potential of the soil. Second is nutrition. We need to have indicators to feed the plant and how the microbes are helping the plants to get that nutrition. Stress adaptation, you know, climate change is very important right now. And we know that there is a specific microbes that allow to the plants to resist about the drought, about a change in temperatures, etc. And the last thing that knows is not less important is diseases. Most of the pathogenic diseases that is affecting the plants and soil-borne diseases specialized fungi. This equilibrium on these specific pathogens allow us to create big problems in the production. And for me, that's the four different dimensions that biology can cover in soil health. How then is this related to outputs from the farm? Do you relate this then to yields, to benefits for the farmers? Well, in this case, there are different dimensions. Zeal is more in the link of the nutritional part. But for example, many people now is focused on stress. How stress is impacting the growth of the plant, especialized in Mediterranean countries, for example, because there is affecting with a lot of the differences in temperature or drought. But there are other components no, that we are delivering. In our case, the microbes are these specific indicators that are helping. But our clients are focused in a specific kind of questions. Gill is one of them, for sure. Diseases is the other. And also, how to apply new management practice that allow them to improve the production and also the quality of the production. Not only more is better, also the quality is important. And here, there is another concept of soil health, linked with human health. Everything starts in the soil, then you can change the properties of the food, and we are getting that food to grow <laughs> our population. That for, is the connection between soil health also and human health. Important. Give us a bit of insight on how your technology can change agriculture and set new standards for soil health, for example. We have a specific examples linked, for example, with the productivity. Many people is thinking that adding more chemicals, more NPK to the field, allow to get more yield. Sometimes this is not true because if that can be applied always, all the people now could can get high yields. But that's not the reality. For that reason, there is microbes need to use that source of elements to feed the plants. Now we are understanding the people that maybe they don't need to add more NPK, decrease, for example, the contamination of the soil, but they need to feed a specific microbes that allow to the plant to get the nutrient that is available on the soil. This is a super nice example that we find in many, many places, from olives to strawberries to potatoes, many times. Understanding how to use the natural biology of different places in one direction is very important, for example, in this case, to decrease contamination. Other typical example is many people say, oh, what happened in my field? I'm trying to grow this field always in the same techniques. But we are not getting the same result. Well, sometimes it's because in one part of your field, some pressure of diseases happen. One specific example was in vineyards when we find that the one specific phenotype of diseases was very problematic and close to the block in, in the same road with that symptomatology. And we find that in that place is living a specific beneficial biocontrol species that are controlling the pathogens. Taking that knowledge in consideration allowed to develop new solutions to solve problems. That's how the technology, big crop technology, is helping most of the farmers.
Tell me a little bit about how a new customer would work with you. What do you do in terms of the testing and ongoing relationship with the farmer? Well, in general, we are approaching specifically farmers, agronomists, because are the people that is helping the farmers. And these kind of people try to understand what are the specific needs that can be classified like in three, no diseases, management, or yield. No, that's the specific dimensions that they are on interest. Depending of the crop, depending of the location of the place. Also, they need to show sustainability. You know that now regenerative agriculture is one of the trending topics around the world. People try to change the management to be more sustainable. The typical question is, well, first, what's the status of my soil? Because this is new dimension that I never test before. This is something that I don't study in university. This is something new for me. First, try to understand what is the state. Second question is, okay, you are getting me a diagnostic of the soil based on diseases, based on stress, based on nutrition. What's next? In this case, we have another kind of clients that are the people that is developing solutions for farmers. And farmers need to choose what is the right solutions to fix that specific diagnostic that we are providing. Well, we are partnership with these kind of companies to understand what is the effect of these products. Because the key question is the effectiveness of the solutions. Sometimes the solutions can provide a super nice effect. In other case, because the environment, because the biology, something is happening and you cannot get the specific effect that you are looking for. Well, we are trying to understand what are the impact of the different solutions on the field and then try to help the farmers and the agronomists into choice the right solution. This is the new developments that we are approaching in short term. One of the tools that you use or one of the things you measure is the bee crop rate. Can you tell us what that is? Well, beaker rate was a metric that many people was demanding in the last years because, you know, there is different farming systems. In the past, we classified the farming system in conventional or organic. No, that's the typical that many people understand. But now there is a new way of farming systems like regenerative farming system, climate farming system. Well, different dimensions that cover different practices and solutions that are applied to the manage of the field. In this case, many people tell us, please, I need a metric, a unique value to show that I'm improving the field, I'm improving the soil, I'm feeding the biology of my field when I'm changing my practices. And also how different are my practices that other practices that have other people in place and how can be interesting to position my production in a different value. Maybe I'm not in a certification system, but I'm very honest or very proud that I'm doing a super nice management practices. For that reason, we start to anticipate or develop a solution, a metric based on biology that can be quickly changed because when you apply something to the field, that metric can change very quick. And it's Bicrop rate. Bicrop rate try to understand the intensity of the farming system that a farmer is doing in any place, in any crop. And to be able to compare that metric or show that metric to the world. That's how we understand that we can provide value. And specifically, if you are able to buy some food that can be managed in a super nice way, try to get a metric to define that. That's why we develop a big rate using a super nice technology that is machine learning supervised. 
together with soil microbiome analytics. No, It's something that we were testing from different clients in the last two years. And also we published a demonstration, especially in vineyards globally. And it's a super nice peer-reviewed scientific work. So you can link your bee crop rate metric to the farm sustainability. Exactly, because when the level of intensive farming is very high, the bee crop rate metric is, in most of the case, more lower than if your level of intensity farming, if you are more organic, more regenerative, or more biodynamic in your practices, in your management, the rate system is, in general, higher than in conventional. And also, because it's numeric, you can follow how that number is growing because the implementation of that practices, or in one moment you decide to add something that is needed for the for your production, like crop protection product, that can decrease a bit your rate. You can control how much is decreasing that specific metric and how you can recover that level of sustainability in, in short term. Another question that many people is asking me is if crop rate is linked with the carbon sequestering actions or metrics. Well, we are always in that research because it's not easy. But in general, if carbon sequestration is linked with an improvement of management practices and management practices are linked with the big crop rate, there is an indirect correlation that we are now trying to demonstrate in order to get at quantitative level of carbon sequestering to the big crop rate metric. Farmers and growing communities are continually asked to do many different things by their customers. So why should they start measuring their sustainability using your solution rather than anyone else's? Well, in general, I always advise that at the end of the season is the right moment, for example, for the bigger rate metric of sustainability, because you can get a summary of all the actions that you are putting on the field during the season. No, that's the perfect moment. And also is a kind of metric that you need to measure year per year. It's not made sense that if you are adding something and try to measure again. For the other hand, that is another question that many farmers is asking us, is about the level of resolution, how many samples I need to collect depending on my field, depending on my crop, depending on my locations. Well, in general, is we need to have a representative number of samples of the field that need to be cost effective. No, in that case, it's, it's not necessary too much samples. It's necessary to collect samples and aggregate samples together in order to get a super nice representation of the field. So what's the potential then for bee crop technology? What do you sense as to where this is going to go? Looking at the trends, I can tell you that in general, bee crop rate now is decoding that levels of information and many developments of solutions are taken away of that specific metrics in order to develop new solutions to cover that needs. Because we have collecting metrics globally, now we have that trends that what is the level of incidence of this pathogen, of this disease, this potential improvement of nitrogen or phosphorus mobilization, depending on the location, depending on the weather. That allows to understand what are the needs that right now to cover at biological level, and also to fit that needs and adding that need, we need to protect biodiversity. That's the other metric that we are putting on the table. The way that I see the future is big crop technology is growing and growing all the days in order to provide that information. Information is power because allow you to take decisions not based on the specific tradition, if not in a specific metrics. 
And with metrics on the hand, it's possible to improve more quickly the different dimensions, especially the soil health dimension that we are taking care about that. Certainly really interesting stuff. It's an example, I think, of being able to reward farmers for the hard work that they're doing and demonstrating the benefits that, that they are bringing back to the soil now that everybody is focusing so much on soil health. Now, I'm sure our listeners are interested in learning more. I imagine your website will have loads of information. Is at biomakers.com. So do go there, listeners, if you want to get some more information. But for now, Alberto, it's been fascinating talking to with you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for this opportunity. It's a super nice pleasure to be with you here.